Quick reminder, the hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only and nothing said on the show should be taken as investment advice. Employees and clients of Mach 1 Financial Group may maintain positions in the securities or strategies discussed. Hello and welcome to the Mach 1 Market Moment where we provide financial information on topics such as investing, insurance, financial planning, and everything related to your money. This is Matt Walters here with Mike Frost and David Lee and today we're going to discuss current events. What's going on in the world today and what does that mean for you uh, moving forward primarily from a from an investment standpoint. So Mike, David, how are you guys doing today? Man, I'm doing great, Matt. Uh, it's a good, we've had a good start to the summer, sun shining, COVID seems to be fading, or at least life seems to be getting back to normal. So doing good. Awesome. Doing fantastic, Matt. Ready to go. All right. So a couple topics we want to talk about today. Um, like I said, mainly just looking at current events. COVID, David, you mentioned COVID. It's COVID-19. We have a few months to look back at now. You know, it's not hitting us in the face like it felt like it was a few months ago. We, we kind of know what's going on a little bit more. Um, so looking back at that 2020 election, talking about November, what's coming up this fall, uh, finally starting to have some conversations around that. I feel like with COVID, everyone everyone had kind of forgotten or at least weren't talking about the election. And then also touching on the Fed and their latest announcement of, of their plan to buy corporate bonds and, and what that looks like, what that means, and you know just kind of our thoughts and opinions on that matter. So to start, let's touch on COVID. We, like I said, we we have several months to look back at now. Obviously, this was a pretty historical time for multiple reasons, right? Um, what are your David? What are your thoughts now that we have a few months to look back at um, where we're at today? Do you think we're headed in the right direction? Yeah, I mean, if from a big picture perspective, I mean, you think about what just, what we just went through. I mean, the entire U.S. economy basically came to a grinding halt because we did it to ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I heard Senator Kennedy, the uh, senator from Louisiana, describe it as waterboarding our own economy. I thought that was a pretty good uh, <laughs> description of it. So, I mean, we've never seen that happen before where we willingly shut down our own, you know, capitalistic, strongest economy in the world for an extended period of time. And now here we are a few months later and the market, it, not not necessarily the, the real economy yet, but the market has made pretty much a uh, full recovery. So it, it tells me that, you know, the, the economy was very strong to begin with. Um, so I think that's good. The other thing I think about is, you know, no matter what part of time uh, slice of history you happen to be living through, I mean, even if you live to be 80, which is a, a relatively, you know, an above average lifespan, right? Um, you're still seeing a relatively small slice of history if you think about it in the big scheme of things. And so Will Rogers used to say history doesn't rhyme, doesn't rhyme, but it, or doesn't repeat itself, but it often rhymes. So we're seeing that right now, whether it's with all the protests going on, it's very similar to what we saw in the 1960s. Uh, pandemics, we've seen those before. And yet, the, the U.S. economy, as long as we're able to maintain a capitalistic uh, style of economy, a, a true free market economy, this too shall pass and we will continue to grow and expand and be better for it. That's my philosophy. Well, and the market dropped, what, 30% in 22 days, the largest drop since the Great Depression. But now it's come back over 36% in a short period of time as well. So, I mean, 
again, the economy was going great until this happened. And so now we're coming back out of it. But to your point, Matt, what happens in the future? This thing comes back with a vengeance. Do we shut down again? Does our market happen to shut down again? Who knows? Yeah. I, w- I was with some friends from church last night. We were talking about all of this. And I said, I think one thing, you know, as these events happen, David, to your point, they, they do happen. We yeah. shouldn't be surprised that right. things happen. We might be surprised by what it is. Yeah. Maybe it's a little new or something we personally haven't lived through. But the idea to be that we that people are surprised when these types of catastrophic events happen or the market or just the fear of a catastrophic event. Right. right. Like that in and of itself, we I think we need to mentally as investors and advisors, you know, shift and like get over that. Like That's we right. shouldn't be surprised by that. It's That's going right. to happen. There's going to be another one. We That's just right. don't know what There's it is. There's always going to be something, some kind of fear that the market has to overcome. Uh, you know, I mentioned a couple of things like the riots of the 60s and other pandemics of the past. But another one you could point to is the Cold War. You know, I mean, many of you listening to this podcast, you, you probably grew up during the Cold War years. And you probably remember practicing nuclear drills, getting underneath your desk as if that was going to do you a lot of good, you know. But, you know, we lived under a threat of nuclear war for all those years when we were having a Cold War with the Soviet Union. So there was the fear of that. And then the Soviet Union came crumbling down with the Berlin Wall and now, you know, history seems to be repeating itself or rhyming again. Right. So there's always going to be there's always going to be something that the market is worried about. So for the average investor, if they, this stuff's going to happen, whether it's COVID or it's right. something different. So what does an average investor do? Do we just wait for something to happen and then react or do we plan for it? Yeah. Well, I mean, having a plan, obviously, is going to be the first and most important thing. And oftentimes, as you guys know, the best thing to do is absolutely nothing. Yeah. I mean, you know, I hear we have clients calling in that say, you know, I've been scared to look at things, didn't know how to think. They've been pleased to find out how well we've been able to do through it, but they were nervous to look at things. And I tell them, I'm, that's not a bad mindset to have because the people that their knee jerk reaction is to jump in and look at it can often lead to irrational decisions and wanting to make a change. Or- and because they've done well, it's because they've come in and we have planned for who knows what to happen. And sure enough, it happened this year. Right. Right. Yeah. So I think the moral of, of, of the lesson learned there is just let's 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 all take a deep breath and know that this is going to happen again. It's hopefully, Lord willing, it's not COVID, but it's going to be something else. The market's going to react. People are going to be put in t- tough situations and then we'll work our way through it. And the other thing, the other point that should be made here is that when markets do react to whatever the next thing is, whatever it may be, Rather than being afraid of that event, you should actually look at that as an opportunity. Right. Because that does create opportunities when markets go down. I mean, one of the reasons why our artificial intelligence long short strategy has done so well this year is because when the market goes down, those put options go up and that creates gains, which we can then put back to work by buying stocks at much cheaper prices. So market volatility does create opportunity. Yeah. And that was all part of the plan to start with right. before we ever heard of something called COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And not to get too down, we could have a, uh, an entire podcast on this, but it's, it's a really good lesson that, you know, investing is not about outperforming or, you know, having the best result over the next 12 months. It's about outperforming or having the best result over whatever your time horizon is. So, you know, if, if the market has a year like 2019 and the market's up 30%, our expectation shouldn't be to outrun the market in a 30% year. Right. If we can capture most of that but be prepared for and positioned to do well in years like this, 
and avoid those major losses, it can still lead to outperformance even if we trail in the big years, the That's positive years. The nail on the head, Matt. Good so, job. So, so COVID nineteen, we we talking about that. What? This is more of kind of an op-ed. Just your opinion. What does the fall look like? You know, everybody's concerned and talking about well. If we see a resurgence, you know, how are we going to react? What does that mean for the economy? Well, like thoughts. you said, like you said, it's just thoughts and opinions because none of us have a crystal ball. But one thing I've been encouraged to hear is uh, the Trump administration, uh, Steve Mnuchin, Secretary Mnuchin and President Trump have both signaled that even if we get a resurgence, that we're not going to shut the economy down again. I think that's good because we've learned a lot about this virus in the time that it's been out. Right. We've learned that. Number one, it primarily affects very older people. So you, there's a way to isolate them and, and let them stay at home and you don't need to shut down the entire economy. So if we get a, I believe if we get a resurgence in the fall, uh, I don't think you're going to see that. I personally believe you're not going to see the type of impact that we saw in the first quarter because the the um, government is already indicating that we're not going to shut everything down. Yeah. And until we get a vaccine, though, we are not going to, it'll have a stranglehold on the growth because it could always come back. But once we get that vaccine or some therapeutic that says, okay, now we can handle it, then I think we'll be off the races, just like we were last year, up 30%. January and February, we're going gangbusters into this thing again. So, but that vaccine or therapeutic, I mean, that's what's going to kind of hold us back, I'm afraid. Right. Yeah. So, David, you said it has primarily affected the older population. Does that mean you're going to let Mike work from the house this fall? Or... <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No, I think I think we've learned a lot for sure. And they're they're making you know advancements on a vaccine like you mentioned, Mike. And um, we were talking again this uh, with my community group last night, small group and. I'm sure there will be lasting repercussions from the just like with 9/11. You know, after if you went through TSA in the airport before 9/11 and then after, there were some differences, right? Things oh, yeah. changed quite a bit. Um, now we look back at it and we don't remember it any different than it is today. And there might be some things like that after COVID, things that change that are different, but we'll probably adapt so quickly that we look back and never remembered how it was before. Well, like we spoke earlier, though, it, even if COVID comes back and our economy slows down, may not shut down, but slows down uh, in the fall, we can still prepare for that. For those folks that are, are not clients, if they want to come and experience some of that preparation, we can absolutely do that and help them be ready for it. Absolutely. So moving on, so we're, we're as always, we, we talk a lot. So moving on to the next topic, the 2020 election. Um, this is a big, big deal, as any presidential election is. Um, you know, a lot going on in the country right now. What does history, so we're going to focus on trying not to get too political, just, you know, again, trying to stay focused on what does it mean from an investing standpoint. Mike did quite a bit of research and kind of background on this. What does history say about election years? And do you think with, with as unique as the year of COVID-19 has been, do you think we can look at history and apply that to this election year? Or what are your thoughts there? Well, and markets really don't care what's going on right now. They kind of look forward. But history would tell us uh, 19 of the last 23 elections, going all the way back to 2028 through 2016, there's only four times the market had a negative year. Four times. And that meant in 23 elections. So we can expect a positive year this year, regardless of who ends up winning 
the White House. Now, you may feel like if this person wins, it's going to be great, or if this person wins, it may not be great. But history says 19 out of 23 times, we're going to have a positive market. Yeah. One one takeaway, One of, and I'm not saying this is true, just one thought I had is that, that kind of makes me think we're very um, – we're not very content because we're always wanting something different. You know, there's optimism in a, in an election year when maybe people are anticipating change. Um, it's kind of one way to look at it. I don't know if there's any truth behind yeah. it, but yeah, David, your thoughts. Um, well, like Mike was saying, uh, most election years tend to be positive. I think you mentioned the statistic of, of most election years tend to be positive. It's especially true when the, incumbent is seeking re-election so we've got that we've got that situation playing out this year so uh but we've also got a lot of other a lot of other things out there we've got covid that we've got the all the unrest with antifa and everything else so who knows how that's all gonna play into the mix but i'm optimistic i'm i'm always an optimist i think I'm optimistic about where I think the economy is going to go because I do think that the Trump administration policies of lower regulation, lower taxation, that's going to that's going to play out favorably. Right. And from an investing standpoint, I think you know, there's a lot of wisdom in not that I'm expressing the opinions of all of us here or even myself, but there is some wisdom in it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Right? I mean, if you're if you're a believer in the US economy, and you think the U.S. economy is going to grow and expand over the next three years, you should be invested, right? You should be invested. You should stay invested. Um, if if you're worried about what happens over the next six months, now you're just you're throwing darts, right? You're flipping coins. I mean, it's just a guessing game. But I think there's you can have a lot more conviction and a lot more proof that goes into the decisions of where the economy is going to be three and five years from now. And you can make much wiser investment decisions based off of that. Absolutely. You got to, you got to keep the long term uh, in mind as what you were essentially saying. Right. But you, as we talk about all the time, uh, as for how we manage portfolios, just like you wouldn't go out and buy a house without it, an insurance uh, policy to protect your loss in case disaster strikes or something unexpected happens. You shouldn't. Do, you should do the same thing when it comes to the market, especially as you get in or near retirement. And, and we're in a unique spot here because the election happens about the same time fall hits when COVID could come back. So we got two major events happening this fall in just a few months. And so again, I keep going back to being prepared and having a plan. Uh, now would be the time to do that in preparation for those two events. Right. Absolutely. Um, I'm I'm just interested to know if we're gonna have SEC football or not. <laughs> I know. You know, being here in Arkansas, I think it would boost. It would be a huge morale boost. Yes. If we had at least the confidence, like, okay, we're gonna have college football to watch this fall. Um, that's a big deal here in the South it for is. sure. I hope we, you know, I hope we do. Although I hate to say this, but it's kind of true and kind of funny too. It might actually help the Razorbacks' record yeah. if we don't. <laughs> yeah, we can't have a losing year if we don't play any games. So. Um, <laughs> All right, and last last topic here. This is there's a we can really go down a, a trail here and get into the weeds, but so we'll try to keep it pretty high level. But the the Federal Reserve and what's going on there, I I still haven't fully wrapped my mind around what I think or what the pros and cons, the good and the bad. You know, I think they're doing what they feel like is necessary. Um, but then the flip the 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 other side of me feels like they need to kind of step out of the way and let markets 
run their course. And what I'm referring to is, you know, the Federal Reserve making the announcement of getting into really the investment game of buying ETF, bond ETFs and now even taking a step further and buying individual corporate bonds. Yeah, I'm, that's a huge concern for me because I, I do think you start to run into this gray area where do we really have a free market economy if the Federal Reserve is just going to prop up the market anytime it starts to get a little bit of trouble by buying today it's bonds tomorrow it might be it may be stocks so and and obviously they're doing all that with borrowed money printed money you might say so that further increases our debt load so that's a huge concern for me because we were just talking about how no matter if it's an election year or not you got to keep the long term because you got to keep the long term in mind because in the long run the US economy has always you know, kind of powered through these various uncertain events. But that's also because we've always been a free market economy where people are rewarded for risk-taking and hard work. And the, the harder they work and the better ideas they come up with, the more money they can make. The more money they make, the more jobs they create, and it, and it just kind of a trickle-down effect, so to speak. Well, and, and so that you're, that what you're talking about there, we're going to be borrowing more money. Uh, and I just, you know, the news right now, they're thinking about doing an additional stimulus program of another two to three trillion dollars. So for our clients or future clients, what does that look like for taxes? That may not be where you want to go with this, Matt, but that, that's what I'm immediately thinking about. Somebody's got to pay the piper at some point. Right. Absolutely. And David, you mentioned just a few minutes ago how in the equity market, so the stock market, you know, these, these types of events, these big losses can create a ton of opportunity. It's the same in the business market, in this business world. That's right. Right. Businesses going out, as, un, uh, as unfortunate as that is, there, we are, there are enough smart, driven people out there that someone's going to step in and fill that void and take advantage of that and create, and, and there's going to be a huge upside. Correct. Whereas if the government always bails out, for example, failing companies, you you're stifling innovation and creativity absolutely right yep. and the economy doesn't so i hope and pray and believe that we will continue to remain a free market economy where we're not going to continue to just bail out failing companies and where we're not just going to have a socialistic form of government because if we do that that does start to erode faith in in investing in the long term right but i continue to believe that the United States will continue to be a free country, both economically and, you know, just physical freedoms. I believe that that will continue to persist um, because of the brilliance of our founding fathers, the way they built all these checks and balances in the government to keep us free. Right. Yeah. And yeah, I just hope we can be not so fearful of short term pain or short term, yes. you know, just tough times. That we that we you know do stuff that's detrimental long term to just right. try to avoid a rough six months yeah. or something like yeah. that. Yeah, you know? uh, accepting trying to trying to pull out all the stops to avoid any short term pain at extreme long term pain. Yep. You know? Yeah. The one thing, one analogy I used to use, um, I've used this ever since I got in the business was you know most people choose the large box of uh, or the small box of benefit that usually has a much larger corresponding box of pain and the hard decision is to choose the short-term box of benefit because it's going to hurt now mm -hmm. it's going to be hard now but yep. typically what's corresponded with that is a much larger box of benefit right yep. and so and you can the reason i love that is because you can apply it in any area of life yep. spiritually financially right. physically 
the, the tough decision today typically rewards you later and the exact, exact opposite is true as well. I think you, that's a, that's the definition of discipline. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. Which can be tough. And on, on that note, I, don't, I know we're probably running out of time here, but there's a great book called the compound effect written mm-hmm. by a guy named Darren Hardy, the founder of success magazine. And basically it talks about what you were just saying that no matter what it is, we, we've all, especially in, in the financial business, we're all aware of compounding returns and the, the magic of compounding returns. Well, all compounding returns are really, if you think about it, is just just the compounded effect of good decision-making over a long period of time. In other words, the decision like we've been talking about on this podcast to stick with an investing strategy for a long right. period of time and keep adding money to it. If you do that, you'll get compounded returns and you'll end up in a really good spot. Well, that same concept of sound decision-making day after day after day, even when the rewards aren't immediately visible and apparent applies to all areas of life, spiritual, physical, educational, absolutely everything. That's a great book, Dave, you gave to me to read. And one of the examples in there is like all three of us, you know, decided we were going to go on a diet, but two of us didn't start it right away. And one of us was on it for a week. We wouldn't see a lot of change in a week. Right. But over a two or three or four year period, if we kept that same pattern up, you absolutely would see the difference. It's the same way with investing. Like That's right. Yeah. People don't end up in places in life by accident. I mean, sometimes, obviously, you can look at different one-offs where some something unfortunate happened that caused someone to end up at a certain place in life. But usually, it's the compounded result of the decisions that they made over their life. So you end up um, in bad health, overweight, et cetera, et cetera. And it's usually because you made a bad decision. It's usually because you made bad decisions to not exercise and eat right. 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 And you're going to end up in worse health than someone who made those right decisions over all those years. Same, same concept financially, same concept with anything. Yeah, absolutely. So g- good, good conversation today. I think touching on just some of the highlights that we've been looking at, Mike. So Matt, we talked about COVID. We talked about the 2020 election. We've talked about the Fed, what they're doing. So for the listeners, what should they do? Call us. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, but no, I think I say that jokingly, but you know, always feel free to call us. But we're going online to our website, look at the retirement flight plan process, and get click the get started button there. Yeah, I think the more the the overarching answer or response to that is just educate yourself, spend time yeah. expanding your you know physical capabilities, your mental capabilities, your understanding of your financial situation. Yeah. You know, just spend time investing in yourself. And you'll you'll start to reap the benefits of that. Um, don't choose what's easy today because you'll yeah. pay for it later. Right now, we do have a short window for the election and possibly COVID coming back. So if people want to develop that plan, now's a good time to pick the phone up or go to the website and give us a call. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, so wrapping up today, Mike. What I know you always have a thought of the day for us. What what do you have today? I got a thought of the day now. It's coming from Henry Ford. It says, "Whether you think you can." or you think you cannot, you're right. That's a good one. Very good. Very appropriate. So uh, as always, be sure to submit any questions that you have on the website under the podcast section, or you can email us at podcast at mock-onefinancial.com. Next week, we're, we'll be back on here discussing. Don't have a title picked out just yet, but uh, we've, we've got a few ideas bouncing around. We'll jump on here and, and talk, talk through some really 
really important stuff. So that's it for today. And as always, we appreciate you listening to the podcast and we look forward to you joining us next time on the Mach 1 Market Moment. Mach 1 Financial Group, Inc. Mach 1 is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in Bentonville, Arkansas. Mach 1 may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular skill level or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, please visit www.mach-1financial.com disclosures.